Welcome to the InnovaBuzz podcast, where our job is to help you build visibility, professional credibility, and connection with your ideal client by putting the human at the center of innovative marketing so you can build and strengthen an engaging, enduring relationship with your ideal clients. I'm Jürgen Strauss from InnovaBiz, and I'm honored that you're here with me. If you haven't joined our wonderful marketing transformation community yet, go to innovabiz.co and collect your free gift as well. Do subscribe to the show and also leave a review because it helps others find us. Let's get into today's masterclass on this InnovaBuzz podcast. Trust is significantly more important, valuable than a sale. It's way more valuable. You become a trusted advisor. They come back to you for more energy and, and, and or for more of the resources and the information that you're providing to the community. In that awareness stage, if you become a trusted advisor, what you may find is that they will share your brand with others because they trust you. And if they sell your brand with others, even if they're not the person that ultimately buys your goods and services, they may inadvertently turn you on to 10 other people that end up buying your goods and services because you've developed that trust, which is way more valuable than a sale. Welcome back. I hope you've had an awesome week so far. If you haven't listened yet to my recent conversations with Rita Sloris of OmniSend and with Mike James of Smartphone Photography Training, then go check them out. But only after you've listened to today's conversation. I'm really excited today to have on the InnovaBuzz podcast as my guest, Stormy Andrews. Stormy is president of Yokel Local, co-host of the Powerhouse Experts podcast, and the Finances, the Other F Word podcast, as well as author of the world's best buyer persona system. Yokel Local is an online inbound marketing agency partnering with overwhelmed marketing departments and executives to take the burden of the inbound marketing maze off their shoulders. Stormy has a unique marketing mindset, having transitioned from a successful sales career. He bridges the gap between marketing and sales, eliminating the blame game with his knowledge, his expertise, and his understanding of both sales and marketing. He's developed the world's best buyer persona, ingratiating their six-step inbound system to achieve measurable results as described by his clients. In our conversation today, Stormy talked to me about his marketing wheel audit and seeing the world through the eyes of your best customers. We talked about having a wow system for your clients. And I loved his comment that trust is way more important than the sale. Without further ado, then let's fly into the hive and get the buzz from Stormy Andrews. Hi, I'm your host, Jürgen Strauss from InnovaBiz, and I'm really excited today to welcome to the InnovaBuzz podcast all the way from Las Vegas in the USA, Stormy Andrews. Stormy is president of Yokel Local. He's co-host of the Powerhouse Experts podcast, and he's also author of the world's best buyer persona system, which is the title of the book, but also he's the designer of that system. Welcome to the InnovaBuzz podcast, Stormy. It's a great privilege to have you as my guest. Awesome, Jurgen. I am so excited to be with with you today. That's great, and I'm I'm really looking forward to our conversation because the world's best buyer persona system. It's uh, designed to help discover how your customers really think and what drives them, rather than the good old fashioned um, customer avatars or whatever you want to call them. I were I've always had problems with those things because they're pretty well just. Look at the demographics, you know, how much money do you earn? Are you married or single? Um, what sex are you? What age are you? What sort of car do you drive? And I think, well, maybe for a consumer brand that, that is highly relevant, but for, uh, uh, you know, building a relationship with somebody 
to really understand them as a dream customer and really understand what drives them so that you can actually serve them is a whole different kettle of fish. And, and you know, we do a lot of work in understanding our customers and what drives them and their culture and values and beliefs. So I was really chuffed to discover the world's best pie persona and I can't wait to dig deeper into it. Before we do that, though, Stormy, what impact are you making in the world today? Wow, the impact that I'm making in the world today. Well, I, let me give you the one that's nearest and dearest to my heart, and that's the impact I'm making on my four-year-old granddaughter. Uh, I'm fortunate <laughs> enough that I get to see her a couple of times a week, and I am her pompa, and we get to hang out and have a blast. So that's the one that's nearest and dearest to my heart. And then the other impact I'm, I'm making in the world, it's my hope that my little contribution to society with the world's best buyer persona system, I've received feedback that it's changed the way people are, uh, are reaching out and communicating and connecting with their customers. And that's all someone can hope for. That's the way I see it, at least. Yeah, well, first, firstly, congratulations on having uh, uh, exciting times with your granddaughter and having a granddaughter in the first place. Now, for those of you that can't see Stormy, he's he must have gotten children very young and his his offspring must have started very young as well because he's still a very young man um also i think you know the the world's best buyer persona system and we'll dig into it a little bit in in a moment but i think changing the way people think about how they market and how they approach understanding their dream customer is is just such a game changer for me Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. It's one of those things that, you know, oftentimes we want someone to enter into a relationship with us, but yet we haven't spent the necessary time required mm -hmm. to get to know them. How can we better serve them? And if you want to have lasting relationships, uh, even if you don't use the world's best buyer persona system, but have some sort of mechanism to find out the pain points and the issues and the concerns and the struggles and the triggering events, that your customers go through, I can tell you, spending that extra time, energy, and effort to be becoming a better resource for your ideal customers pays dividends, and and everyone's happier and more satisfied with the relationship. Mm, yeah, and, and you know, you touched on a couple of things there in terms of relationship, and I think that's really critical here in in being so effective in marketing from this service mindset that you you mentioned as well and that's you know having a lasting relationship and and really investing in that relationship now tell us what um you know you've got a marketing wheel which sits at the heart of the buyer's best persona system um, and i think it explained the process explains why it's so important to be really clear on that understanding so walk us through that marketing wheel and how it fits into the Best persona buyers, uh, world's best buyer persona system. <laughs> a bit of a mouthful. It's a tongue twister. Yeah. It's definitely a tongue twister. So the marketing will oftentimes, um, when I meet with organizations, I meet with marketers and they think of marketing, they think of this big 800 pound gorilla. They're like, man, there's just a lot of stuff that needs to be done. Well, what the marketing will is designed to do, it's designed to break your marketing into bite sized pieces because different elements of your marketing are going to be require different strategies, different tools and tactics, different definition of different different definitions of success. So, my marketing wheel is broken down into eight components. So, if you can imagine a wheel with eight spokes, let me give you the definition of each spoke and and you can go through and self-identify and self-audit for yourself. So, the first spoke of the wheel as it pertains to your marketing wheel would be awareness. And my question to you would be how aware are people of your goods and services? If you know, so if I was looking for your goods and services, but I'm not familiar with your brand name, and if I were to go to Google and search for your goods and services, are you going to show up? Hmm. Or are you aware in your marketplace, whether that be billboards or TV or radio? Question is simple. How would you rate yourself in terms of awareness? And I have people rate themselves on a five-point scaling system. Meaning that if you rate yourself a five, what you're saying is that you're a rock star. No one does it better. Yeah. Conversely, if you rate yourself a one, you're saying that it doesn't exist. It's poor. It's non-existent. If you rate yourself a three, you're saying that you're average, two below average, four above average. 
So the first element of the marketing wheel is awareness. How aware are people of your brand? The next spoke in the marketing wheel would, would be engagement. Are people engaging with your brand? How would you self-identify and audit yourself there? Are people reading your emails, your blog posts, your videos, and so forth? From engagement, then the next rung of the marketing wheel or the next spoke would be lead generation. Are you generating any leads? That's important. And then once you rate yourself on lead generation, the next element would be conversion optimization. Of the leads you are generating, are they converting into customers? And that, that would be an important component because you may be great at generating leads, very poor at converting them into customers, or you may be great at converting customers, but you just have no lead flow coming through the door. Different strategy, different methodology. So that would be the side of the marketing wheel or the spokes of the marketing wheel that happen before people are customers. Now let's look at the customer side of the marketing wheel. That first spoke is a secret weapon for many organizations and it's something I call wow. Mm. And what I mean by that is, how are you wowing your brand new customers? Meaning that once they decided to write the check or give you the credit card or sign the contract, are you adding components to your system that's designed to wow them? Picture this for just a moment. When someone buys your goods and services, is it fair to say that they were thinking of other competitors, that there was some tension, there was some fear, there was some apprehension? And chances are the answer is yes. And the more expensive your product is, the, more, the greater the likelihood that there was that fear and apprehension. So have you put a system or a process in place designed to reduce the tension? not only reduce the tension, but make them feel warm and fuzzy inside that you are absolutely the right vendor to do business with. Immediately after the sale is when you have your greatest opportunity to do such things. Do you have a wow system in place? Rate yourself. From the wow system, let's talk about a customer ladder. What are you doing to elevate your customers up the customer ladder? Meaning that do you have a process that takes more of your customers and help them become clients? more clients become advocates and more advocates become raving fans. Do you just let that happen by accident? Because some of your customers get great experiences. Some may not get such great experiences, but what's your system and your process to convert more customers into clients, clients into advocates and advocates into raving fans? From there, reviews. What are people saying about you online? Wherever people leave reviews, are your, how do your reviews compare to your competitors in regards to quality, and quantity. Believe me, that makes a difference. The last spoke on the marketing wheel is referrals. Are you getting any? <laughs> is, it, is it happening? If you're not getting referrals, that may be a sign that there's an issue in regards to other elements of your marketing wheel. So if that is your marketing wheel and those are the spokes of your marketing wheel and you wanted to have a significant impact in any of those eight areas, wouldn't it make sense to know as much about your customers you can possibly know? know more about their pain points, their struggles, their motivation, their needs, the noise that they're seeing in the marketplace. And that's where the world's best buyer persona system comes in. I believe it's the best tool hands down in the marketplace that gives you information that you need that can have, that can help you significantly impact the eight spokes on the marketing wheel. Jurgen, I'm sorry if I went on a tangent there. I tend to do that sometimes. But I wanted to get the message out. There yeah. you go. No, that was beautiful. I'd, I'd let you go deliberately there. There were a couple of times where I wanted to make a comment, but I thought, no, I'll let you go through the whole wheel. There's so much to love about that whole process. And I guess I'm a little bit biased because I have a very strong view that marketing doesn't end when you've made the sale. And that's one of the things that you've highlighted very clearly there. It's you know the opportunity to wow the customer. And there's so much you can do there that does that costs almost nothing um, to add to the experience such that and it's not uh, what I'm talking about here is not about you know here's my service or my product and and it delivering that service or product in a way that the customer says that's exactly what I needed that's perfect and everything I'm talking about you know how do you enhance the onboarding process how do you enhance the communication process. There's a whole lot of things you can do there just to, as you said, address that uh, buyer's remorse that, that we all experience when we go through this journey, right? And and then the, you know, what else can you do to, to take the customer from customer to a lifelong client to a purchaser of other 
um, services or products that you have to a raving fan who writes reviews and gives referrals. So I, I love that, you know, you kind of close this circle, if you like, with that wheel. Yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, it's amazing when I get a chance to go in and really dissect organizations. Oftentimes I find that there's a tremendous disconnect. And if you have an organization, I want you to think about this in regards to your organization or maybe the last major purchase that you made. But here's what I've discovered is the disconnect as it pertains to this disconnect is that once your customer or the consumer of your goods and services writes a check, signs the contract, their belief is oftentimes that a beautiful relationship has just begun. They've spent lots of time, energy and effort getting to this point. And now that they've signed the contract, a beautiful relationship has just begun. Now, based on the actions of the organization, it's as if they're terminating the relationship because the salesperson is off looking for the next prospect. So they're like, okay, I've got your money. This was nothing more than a one night stand because they're off looking for the next prospect. And that's not the way to do things. You had a tremendous opportunity Let me pass. and you blew it. Let me pass you on to the um, the service department or the production department or whatever it is and, and introduce you to somebody that you've never met before. And uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and if you realize that there is a disconnect in your organization, change it. It will pay dividends. Hmm. That's great. All right. Well, let's come back to the um, world's best buyer persona system and dig into that a little bit more because you made a very strong case here that um, you know th this marketing wheel and this whole journey that we take the customer on and that we can build our marketing around can change things dramatically if we're not doing all of those things and part of that of course is understanding you know how, how do we build that relationship with the customer so we need to be curious about the person i mean it's kind of like you know, you mentioned one night stand. It's kind of like dating or marriage. Um, you, there's a relationship that needs to be built, right? You need to understand something about the other person to grow that relationship and you need to continue to work on that understanding. So give us some of the aspects or some of the key points of that world's best buyer persona system so people can kind of understand a little bit more why is it so important. Yeah, what we start to do when, when you're building out your own world's best buyer persona, or what the world's best buyer persona helps you do is see the world from the viewpoint of your idea, your most ideal customers. And what I mean by that is you have to understand what their action beliefs are, meaning that what do they believe they would achieve by moving forward with your goods and services? What are their action beliefs, right, wrong, or indifferent? Because sometimes what the consumer of your goods and services believe and what reality is are different. The other thing you need to understand is what are their inaction beliefs? Meaning that if they don't move forward with your solution, what do they believe will happen if they take no, no action or the wrong action? Understanding inaction beliefs as opposed to action belief is very, very powerful as it pertains to helping you understand your ideal clients. And then as you move forward, it's about what are their motivations? What pains are they experiencing? It may not be physical pain. It could be mental pain or what problems are they facing currently that, that your solution uh, brings to the table? Understanding that is incredible. And what the world's best buyer persona system does is it helps you identify potential problems, pain points, but then what emotions do that lead to? And understanding their emotions are key because people make decisions based on emotion Sometimes they justify it with logic. Sometimes they don't, but let's make no mistake about it. Emotions, our decisions are made with emotions. Understanding that is key. Uh, and, and it helps you get into what needs need to be met as it pertains to the solutions you bring to the table. But also understanding their buyer's journey. You see, they may have different needs that need to be met when they're in the awareness stage where they first become aware that they have a problem versus considering solutions versus what's happening in the decision stage. So what the world's best buyer persona system is designed to do is take you through their entire journey, help you identify the noise that they're seeing in the marketplace, 
help you uh, understand their emotions, their triggering events, help you create messaging that will help them trust you as a provider, help you create messaging that's designed to give you respect by showing your authority that, uh, that that's important to them. And there's another coin that we phrased. It's called TINB. What are you doing? Uh, and, and what TINB stands for? It stands for there is no B. What are you doing as it pertains to your customers to where there is no B provider uh, as it pertains to your goods and services, meaning that they can't imagine doing business with anyone other than you. And here's the beauty of that. When you have more of your customers in a position and a feeling, because remember it's emotions, when they feel there is no B, they'll tell others about you because now you end up in this scenario to where they can't imagine their friends, their families, the people that they care about. They couldn't imagine them doing business with anyone other than you. And you can't do it if you haven't spent the time, energy, and effort really getting into the insights, the mind, and the motivations of your customers. Yeah, that's exactly right. I, I remember a time, um, and this is in the early days when I started applying a similar methodology that we, we use here and we use a lot of, uh, we work a lot with empathy mapping to understand what drives the customer and what their pains are, what their fears and frustrations are. And I remember doing a pitch for a very large project to a, a big organization um, and it was the senior executive team there and we did the pitch, the presentation and at the end of it, the CEO, who was the co-owner of the company as well, said something like, it's as if you're in our minds. <laughs> and I thought, well, there we go. <laughs> we've, we've nailed that one. So we got the message exactly right because we went through this, this process. Absolutely. And, and that's what it's all about. It, 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 it probably, and here's some of the benefits. It sped up the sales process because in his mind at that moment, he's like, why would I do business with anyone else? Jorgen and his team, they're in our mind. They get it. They get us better than anyone else. That's huge. And it, so it, it's, uh, there's trust because you can empathize with them. So you were able to develop trust. You were able to Put yourself in a there is no be position because you've shown that you understand their motivations, their needs, their wants, their desires. And it just makes the whole sales process, the whole relationship building process. If you took advantage of it, which I'm assuming you did once the contract was signed to really enhance and take that relationship to the next level. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing it with me and, and your audience. That's so cool. Yeah. Okay. Now, one of the things I'd like to explore a little bit more with you, you talked about under, really understanding the buyer's journey, their, their particular journey. And one of the things you said there prompted a thought in my mind that, you know, one of the things I say from time to time is there there is no one buyer journey. It's actually a multiple of journeys. And I think what I mean by that is is what you've pointed out there is that people will come in at different parts of that pathway, if you like. So. Talk to us a little bit about that and, and how you how you craft messages for those different people because it's not, um, you know, I see a lot of marketers going out with one message. Right. And, and for example, I've got a photographic software that I purchased years and years ago and I keep updating it each time they bring a significant update because I like their product and I'm really... Um, a, a big user of it, but I keep getting messages saying, you know, we're discounting the latest update by, by this product. And I say, well, you know, you don't need to sell me the product. Give me some other information that, that, cause I'm, I'm at, um, where are we in the, in the seven steps? I'm at in the wow stage kind of, and I'm starting to lose some of that wow because you keep trying to sell me product as if I was a, a lead. Um, and you should be taking me through a customer ladder. So yeah, talk to us a little bit about understanding that customer journey and the different entry points and where people are. It's interesting. So when you build out, if you were working on the, the, the paper version of the world's best buyer persona worksheet. So there's a worksheet, there's an electronic version, a paper version. But the, the front side of the worksheet, it's all about getting into 
the the emotions, their motivations, their triggering events, uh, what gives you the authority to be a solution provider, TINB, it's all about that type of stuff. But once you flip the paper over, then the, the, the worksheet gets into a scenario to where we're thinking about the buyer in their journey. You see, at some point when someone's in the market for your goods, and as a matter of fact, let me back up. No one on the planet woke up this morning wanting to buy your goods and services, <laughs> right? Unless they had previous thoughts about your goods and services because maybe they experienced a pain point. So when someone if, if you know walks in your door or goes to your website, but when they get to the point to where they're ready to make a decision, well, usually what I have found is that's where most organizations spend the vast majority of their energy and effort for the people that's looking to make a decision today. Very similar to the messaging that the photography software is sending you. You're again, you know, it's like, hey, make a decision here with mm -hmm. coupon. But what if you started thinking about everything that you learned on the first side of that worksheet, the pain points, the struggles and weaknesses? And what if you decided to position yourself to be that trusted advocate that's there to help someone along their journey, helping them do whatever they're doing better or, or getting rid of that, that pain, that solution, uh, the, 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 as your knowledge increases about your ideal customer, it puts you in a position to where you can think about what happened before this particular point, what happened before that point, what happened before that point, and so on and so on. Well, maybe now you find yourself thinking the way your customer thought a year before they were thinking a buying decision. How can you help them a year out? What resources would be beneficial for them a year out? And guess what? Maybe you're not the right solution for them. Maybe during that time frame, you're providing them ideas and solutions and processes that may send them in a completely different direction. Hmm. And even if that happens, the beauty of that is you're trusted. And trust is a significantly more important, valuable than a sale. It's way more value. Yeah. You become a trusted advisor. They come back to you for more energy and, and, and or for more of the resources and the information that you're providing to the community. In that awareness stage, if you become a trusted advisor, what you may find is that they will share your brand with others because they trust you. And if they sell your brand with others, even if they're not the person that ultimately buys your goods and services, they may inadvertently turn you on to 10 other people that end up buying your goods and services because you've developed that trust, which is way more valuable than a sale. Well, going back in time, like I said, maybe it's a year. How can you help that person a year out? Being able to help them without the sales pressure is extremely valuable. So uh, what you can do is you can go to Google and, and, and start identifying. What are those people searching? What types of questions would they be asking? Looking in forums and and reading, review, uh, you know, looking inside of forums for people that are are in the early stages of looking for solutions and being that person that's providing those resources without the undue sales pressure. Believe me, all the world's knowledge is online. Someone's providing it somewhere. Why shouldn't you be the person providing that trusted knowledge to to to, to your tribe, to the people that you would like to do business mm -hmm. with? It pays dividends. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, we're going to have to highlight that quote. Trust is way more important than the sale. And you know that there's so much there that is hugely valuable. And you've highlighted a couple of things that we can do to understand where issues are with with our dream customer. I like to talk about a dream customer. The one of the one of the tips I heard. A little while ago is go in and read reviews on Amazon books. Yes. Um, particularly latest books and particularly the ones that say, you know, this book was great, but it would have been better if it had dealt with X, Y, and Z, you know, and you say, okay, well, if you get a few comments like that, well, X, Y, and Z are obviously unmet needs. So how can I understand those better? And how, how can I use that if I have expertise in those areas to serve my um, dream customer? Absolutely. And, and that's um, the technique that you just shared, reading the reviews on Amazon books. 
that's something that my business partner preaches religiously. He is someone that dives in reading the reviews on Amazon books. He was the first person that I heard it from. And I thought that was brilliant uh, hearing you share it. Uh, took me back to that. That's awesome. Lots of gold in those reviews. <laughs> Lots of gold. Yeah, that's right. Hmm. All right. So how do we um, how do we take some of this knowledge that we're kind of gathering there through this ideal, um, what through the best buyer persona system, the world's best buyer persona system? How do we take that and boil it down to understanding what motivates our ideal customer to make choices and ultimately hopefully choose to do business with us if it's a fit, of course. Right. Well, the, the tool that we use within the world's best buyer persona system to help determine the, uh, the, the needs that need to be met as it pertains to your clients is Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And, um, that's a, uh, it's, it's something that stood the test of time, but, the, the, the first thing, well, when you combine the world's best buyer persona system in the marketing wheel, and you self-identify where you rate on a scale of one to five across those eight spokes of marketing that we've identified. Well, now what happens is let's say if you've determined that you have a lead generation problem or an awareness problem, it really makes no difference. Wherever you realize that you have a problem where you're struggling and let's assume for just a moment you rated yourself a two below average. What I would recommend people to do is, okay, what would it take to get to a three? What would that documented journey looks like? What would that look like? What tools and tactics would you have to use? And what's your definition of success? Identify those three things. Well, now when you have the world's best buyer persona system, you understand your customer. You can now make changes that are designed to be beneficial to your ideal customer. And what you find is, the more in alignment your messaging is to your ideal customer, the greater your messaging has the ability of attracting who you want to do business with, but simultaneously it repels the people you don't want to do business with. Hmm. Think about that for just a second. If I were to ask you, tell me about the people you're doing business with. Is it the people you love to do it, do business with, or is it just whoever you can get? If you answered, hmm. yes, just whoever I can get, you need to put something in place because there are many businesses that are doing it the right way that are doing business with people they love to do business with. So first self-identifying, where are you struggling? What's doing great? And then focusing on one element of that marketing wheel, applying the knowledge you, the newfound knowledge that you have about your customer to have a significant impact on that spoke of the marketing wheel. Did I answer the question? I may have gone off on a tangent. There. Yeah, yeah. So no, no, you okay. you, you certainly did. Um, one one of the comments. Uh, I mean, I'm glad you touched on this idea of really focusing in on the people that you love to do business with, and it comes back to this idea of you know narrowing your focus, niching down. A lot of people respond to that by saying, "But I'm going to miss out on all these other opportunities." How do you respond to that? Uh, the first thing I would say, how's that working out for you? Uh, <laughs> you've gone down the route of not missing out all these years. How is it working out? And, and most of the time it's working out where your, your business is just as average as it's always been. It's everyone else. And uh, you're not missing out on anything. What you will find is that when you can eliminate the non-ideal customers, it gives you more time to work with the most pleasant people. Whatever that, whatever your definition of pleasant people happen to be. My definition, I like to work with fun people. Uh, I've had scenarios to where someone wants to give me a lot of money to work with them, but they're not going to be friendly or fun to work with. It's mm -hmm. great being in a position to say, no, we're probably not going to be a fit. Let me point you in a different direction. That's a great position to be in because think about the times where you decided to do business with someone when your gut was telling you, not a good idea. You've been down this path and then your gut turned out being right, whether it's a month down the road, 30 days, a year down the road. Think about the amount of time, energy and effort that that person's cost you. It wasn't worth whatever the dollar amount was. Yeah. You've been there. Well, when you can have your most ideal customers, uh, many of them, it makes your, gives you greater job satisfaction. Your employees are happier. Your MPS scores are better. And you end up with more referrals because your happy customers will send you more happy people. It's just the way it works. Mm. 
Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you touched again there on, on the idea of trust. And I think there's a lot of value in telling someone, no, I don't think we're a good fit for one another, but here's somebody that I would suggest would be a better um, better fit for you and would, would really help you. Because that also builds up trust. And it may well be that that person that doesn't become a client still refers people to you. It, it, can I share a story with you? Because the sure. same scenario. So I had an organization reach out to me. I'm located in Las Vegas, 3,000 miles away in New Jersey, uh, other side of the United States. But they reached out to me wanting to do business with me. During the course of the conversation, they were pleasant. They were nice. But I realized that they weren't the right. Uh, uh, they weren't ready for us. They weren't ready for what I had to to, to bring to the table. I felt that there were several steps that they needed to have happen before we continued with the conversation. So I referred them to a company that was going to uh, that that would be able to provide them the services that they look, that they were that they needed, some really good social media services. They've been with that company um, since January, and then I received a phone call maybe 35, 40 days ago. From the company I referred them to, and they're saying, hey, Stormy, we've been working with this company. We believe they're now ready for your services. And it's a consulting agreement where uh, I'm going to help them develop their strategy based around the marketing world and the world's best buyer persona. But now they're ready for it because before they couldn't wrap their heads around it. And it just so happens today, right after this interview, that group has flown into Las Vegas. So they made a 3,000 mile trip. And uh, we're going out to a steak dinner tonight. They just signed their contract the day, three days ago. And we're moving forward because they were able to, uh, I was able to provide them advice that was in their best interest at the time. Mm-hmm. And they were able to circle back when they were ready to do business with me. And it's a five-figure yes. contract. It's a five-figure agreement. So, but that's the way it should be done because now they're happy. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to sell anybody anything. Let's do business when it's the right time to do business. And then the relationships have the ability of expanding upon itself. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's a, a brilliant story. And it really highlights how you know, you, you've still got that trust, even though you said no at the time, but you did help them take the next steps. And also, you know, you, you touched on it there. If they're not ready for your services, not only is it going to be hard work for you, the chances of actually succeeding and making a difference are hampered by those things that are in the way, why they're not ready. Absolutely. Absolutely. Don't force a round peg in a square hole. (laughs) It doesn't work. Great. Yeah. I love the story. All right. Well, um, I'm just aware of the time, so I think it's a good point to move on to the buzz, which is our innovation round. And I want to leave, leave some of the juicy bits of the best buyer persona for people to actually go and read the book. <laughs> we don't want to spoil the surprises. Um, so yeah, the buzz is my lightning round where I ask the same five questions of every guest. And the idea is you'll share some tips from your experience and inspire the listener to go and do something awesome today as a result. Uh-oh, the lightning so round. You-, you realize my name is Stormy. Lightning. Oh, bad joke. <laughs> okay, got it. <laughs> All right. Well, what do you think the number one thing is anyone needs to do to be more innovative? Ooh, to be more innovative. Listen to your customers. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, listen, be curious. Be curious, absolutely. Be curious. See things from their point of view, yeah. Absolutely. Love it. All right, what's the best thing you've done to develop new ideas? Ooh, the best thing I've done, uh, you know, it's... it's, it's um, I spend an extraordinary amount of time listening to books on Audible and reading books. And oftentimes uh, they spark different ideas. There's there's a lot of very incredible, extremely incredible people that have lived on this planet that have shared information inside their mind in books. And, uh, and, and some of them have been recorded on Audible. I can't get enough. So some of my best inspiration comes from listening to a book on Audible, falling asleep, and then it puts my mind in a certain state where it just tends to be more creative. And I wake up with just incredible ideas in the morning. Hmm. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Yeah. Let the unconscious go to work on some uh, some things that sent you to sleep. Absolutely. All right. Now, you mentioned Audible and books. Uh, do you have a favorite resource you use most often? 
Maybe it's that or maybe it's something else. Yeah, favorite resource is probably Audible. I, I can't get enough of books on Audible and, and, and various podcasts. So podcast and Audible are my two jams. They're, uh, that's where I spend most of my time consuming information. Hmm. Yes, I, I love Audible as well. Are you familiar with Scribd? I'm not. I've, I've, yeah, I'll have to send you a, a link because um, Scribd has similar service there. Not quite as extensive a collection as Audible in audiobooks, um, but they also have ebooks. And unlike Audible, you, you're not limited to one a month. You can, you know, you pay essentially the same monthly fee as Audible and you can download or listen to whatever's there. Oh, I need to check it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's the best way to keep a client on track? Ooh, the best way is, um, you know what? Here's the, uh, setting proper expectations. What I mean by that is fail to set expectations and manage those expectations. You're going to fail uh, because there's no way for you to meet the expectations that you're aware of. And if you haven't set the expectations, they're going to create them for you. And when they start creating those expectations for you, good luck because <laughs> that's a tough one. So just managing yeah. the expectations, which requires continuous communication within our organization. Uh, at one point we were failing at it because it, it was myself and my business partner doing our, doing our best to uh, manage those expectations, but we were just too busy. So we hired two individuals. We have a gentleman by the name of Levi. He's our client success manager, and it's his goal just to continuously have communications with our customers, manage our NPS scores. And then he has another person in his department, that's Ann, who handles, handles customer service tickets. And we measure the speed of, of, of execution as it pertains to you know, resolving customer issues. So hmm. uh, managing the expectations. Also, another thing is eliminating suspense. What I mean by that, sometimes <laughs> customers will reach out and they've got a pain point or an issue, which seems minor in our world, but to them it's major. The longer it takes you to get back to them, the greater they're in suspense. The greater they're in suspense, mm. the greater the tension. And the greater the tension puts a little bad check mark on you. Uh, and, and now it takes a lot of energy and effort to overcome that over an extended period of time because they remember. Remember that time, you know what I mean? So eliminate suspense and manage those expectations. Yeah, I love it. And it, expectations, it's its a little bit like reviews, and we haven't touched too much on reviews yet, but I say, well, if if you don't have any reviews, or if you don't, ma no, yeah, it's reputation. I say, if you don't manage your reputation, somebody else will, so it's probably better you manage it. <laughs> and, and it's same with the expectations, isn't it? Absolutely. Like it's not, if you don't set expectations, there will be expectations, so you might as well set them and manage them yourself. 100%. All right. And finally, what's the number one thing anyone can do to differentiate themselves? Ooh, well, the number one thing you can differentiate yourselves is do what others aren't doing in your space. Hmm. That may sound like, okay, Stormy, do what others not doing. <laughs> what does that me even mean, right? You're just telling me to do what others hmm. aren't doing. Well, one of the things you can do, forget about the world's best buyer persona for a second, for a second, reach out to your customers, speak to them, because I can tell you, your the other people, the competitors in your space <laughs> aren't doing it. Ask them, hey, if there's one other thing that I could bring to the equation, what would it be that would make your life better? However you have to phrase it, but this is, gives you a great opportunity to do a survey with your best customers and just ask them, what can you do? What could be one thing that you can bring to the table that uh, would, would have them appreciate your service even more? Those one things make a world of difference and they'll tell you what's important. Hmm. Yeah, I love it. Um... And speaking to customers, and it's amazing, isn't it? We've got all these advanced communication tools these days, and yet people still find it so hard. Yeah, absolutely. And when I say speak to your customers, there's a thing called a phone. Pick it up and speak to them. Speaking to them, having an email are two totally different things. Have a communication because getting into their voice inflection and, and being able to hear the meaning of what they're saying, uh, you can get a lot more information by having a meaningful conversation than an exchange of emails. And it seems like in today's world, for some reason or another, uh, people have moved away or have gotten afraid of the one-on-one belly-to-belly conversations. Hmm. Yep. Um, we forget that those little smartphones 
are actually first and foremost a phone. <laughs> Absolutely. Not, not last, yeah, last thing. All right. Well, thanks, Stormy. This has been absolutely fabulous. Now, where can people find out more about you, get a hold of the book, and maybe even reach out and say thanks for what you've shared today? Absolutely. So the book's easy. You can get it anywhere fine books are sold. Amazon's probably the easiest. But if you go to outsmarttools.com, I've, you know, the world's best buyer persona, it's all about helping you outsmart your competitors. But if you go to outsmarttools.com, there are links and resources allow you to get a hold of whatever I have <laughs> that you can take advantage of. As a matter of fact, the very first link, I will, if you click on the very first link, it will walk you through the marketing wheel exercise. There's a series of videos and you can create your own marketing wheel and it just takes a few minutes of your time. You don't have to give me a credit card or money or any of that other stuff. That's my free gift to you. And then if you like what you saw in the marketing wheel, you can scroll a few links down. It will give you a link to Amazon where you can get a copy of the book and other additional resources we may have. So Outsmart Tools is where you can find more information about me and what I'm able to provide you. Great. Okay. Well, that's an easy one to remember, but we will post the link in the show notes as well. All right. Um, do you have any parting advice for our listener today, Stormy? Parting advice. Um, the um, If... Amazon disrupted the retail industry. And the reason they disrupted the retail industry is because the retail industry wasn't thinking about ways to improve the experience of their customers. They put a lot of big box retailers out of business. What if there was an Amazon in your industry, an Amazon looking to disrupt your industry? That very well may be the case, but it may not be. Why shouldn't you become the Amazon of your industry? What can you be doing to disrupt the industry? To create this moat that sets you apart from your competitors? Well, the first thing you can do is speak to your customers, find out what's important to them, find out what motivates them. But what can you do to disrupt your industry to become the Amazon of your industry? That's the parting advice I would give you. Yeah, I love it. That's fabulous. All right. Well, finally, Stormy, who else should I get on this show and why? Who else should you get on the show? Wow, there's a lot of great people in the, uh, uh, a lot of great people. There's a gentleman by the name of Tom Foster. He wrote a book called Outbound Air, and it's a, a, an incredible story that goes into uh, he expands upon like the Jim Collins, the right butt, right seat, right bus type of thing. And he talks about the strata level concept, and it's been instrumental in regards to uh, our organization hiring people. But if you can get Tom Foster on the show and have him share his strata level and his methodology, I think it would be absolutely incredible for your listeners. Oh, okay. I'm not familiar with that book, so I'll have to check it out and we'll reach out to Tom and um, see if we can get him on the show. Yeah, he has Wonderful. two books. Thanks. One's a little more technical. I read that one by Outbound Air. He put his uh, technical prowess into a book and I loved it. So Tom Foster. Fantastic. Thanks, Stormy. And thanks so much for sharing your time and your insights with us so generously today. There's so much gold in our conversation today, so many really valuable tips. I love the uh, trust is way more important than the sale uh, and you know, your story that highlighted that um, when it actually came full circle and and became a sale in the end, even though that wasn't that wasn't why you kind of sent the people away in the first place. It was really about serving serving them and in their best interest. So really appreciate all that you've shared with us today. I've enjoyed it immensely and also learned a lot. So all the best for the future and let's stay in touch. Absolutely, Jurgen. Looking forward to it. I hope you enjoyed that insightful and really engaging conversation with Stormy and took something away from his episode. Stormy's understanding of the buyer's journey and his presentation was so insightful and I loved the wow system and his comment of course that trust is way more important than the sale. I'd love to know what you took away from Stormy's episode. Do leave a comment below the blog post which you can find at innovabiz.co forward slash Stormy Andrews. That is S-T-O-R-M-I-E-A-N-D-E. R-E-W-S, all lowercase, all one word, 
innovabiz.co forward slash Stormy Andrews. You'll also find contact information there for getting in touch with Stormy, as well as links to the Yokel local website, to the Powerhouse Experts podcast, to Stormy's social media pages, and the other resources we spoke about in our conversation today. Now, if you like this episode and got a lot of value out of it, then don't keep that to yourself. Share it with other people that it might help. And tag me in on that share so that I can reach out to you with a special surprise. Thank you. Stormy suggested that we have a conversation with Tom Foster, author of Outbound Air, on a future InnovaBuzz podcast episode. So, Tom, keep an eye on your inbox for an invitation from us to the InnovaBuzz podcast, courtesy of Stormy Andrews. Tune in again to the next episodes of the InnovaBuzz podcast, where we've got yet more fantastic guests lined up including entrepreneurial consultant and digital nomad Lynn Howard and humane marketing consultant and author of The Gentle Marketing Revolution, Sarah Santa Croce. Thanks for listening to this episode. Make sure you subscribe to the show to be reminded of new episodes. It's free to subscribe. Leave a review if you like. Even if you don't like me, I'm okay with that. I'm asking you to leave a review because it helps other people find this show. Go to innovabiz.co to join our marketing transformation community and access a free gift my team and I made for you. It's the Marketing Master Mini Class. We want to give you everything you need to transform your marketing into a human-centered, relationship-focused growth engine. Until next time, I'm Jürgen Strauss from InnovaBiz. Remember, be awesome and keep innovating.